ನಮ ಶ್ರೀ ಶಂಕರಾನಂದ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಸವಿಲಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹಗ್ರಹಗ್ರಹಸೈಕರ್ಮಣೆ ಸೊ ವಿ ಹವ್ ಬೀನ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಟ್ ದಿ ಮೆಂಟಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಯು ನೋ ದಟ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಜೀವಾ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ವಿದ್ಯಾರಣ್ಯ ಟಾಕ್ಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಆಸ್ ಜೀವ ಸೃಷ್ಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಸ್ಡ್ ಅಟ್ ಲೆಂಗ್ತ್ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ components of this mental world and which is called manomaya and this is you know this is uh, and then we stopped at the second objection by the purva pakshi what was the second objection the second objection was i still don't see jeeva srishti where in the waking state <laughs> i see I, I, it is possible in dream because in dream you only relate to memory desires raga dvesha um some knowledge whatever your knowledge is and then uh, you project a world and then in bhranti like when you confuse the rope for the snake then that's a mistake so bhranti means delusion mistake and then you know manorajya when you are day dreaming you only have your imagination to work with so then in those and smriti through memory in those areas i can see that there might be a manomayam manomayam syat jagrat na manomayata iti chet iti chet means what if i posit and what are you going to posit jagrat avasthayam in the waking state na manomayata verse number 26 you know ಭ್ರಾಂತಿ ಸ್ವಪ್ನ ಮನೋರಾಜ್ಯ ಸ್ಮೃತಿಷ್ವಸ್ತು ಮನೋಮಯ ಜಾಗ್ರನ್ಮಾನೇನ ಮೇಯಸ ನ ಮನೋಮಯತ ಇದಿ ಚೇತ್ ಸೊ ಲೆಟ್ ಅಸ್ ಜಸ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಯುನೋ ಮಾನೇನ ಮೇಯಸ್ಯ ಯು ಲೀವ್ ದಟ್ ಲಿಟಲ್ ಫ್ರೇಸ್ ಅಸೈಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ಕಮ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಟು ದಟ್ ಯು ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ ದಿಸ್ ಜಾಗ್ರತ್ ನ ಮನೋಮಯತ ಇತಿ ಚೇತ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕಂಟೆನ್ಷನ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ there is no manomayata manomayata means the status of there being a mental world is not there and what is the hetu the hetu the cause the reasoning the logic given for that is that you know manena meyasya vastunah so manena meyah so mana mana here is means of knowledge meya is the things to be identified so you know the purva pakshi says i'm not an idiot oh how come you're not an idiot because in the waking state why will i need to imagine a mother for example when the mother is standing right there and if the mother is physically not available maybe the photograph of the mother is available physically let's say she is elsewhere but the photograph is available so i see the photograph and then you know and then or i see the mother and i can directly relate to the mother and i see the physical form of the mother using my sense organs and so with the eyes i behold the physical form of the mother this is mother i say and then and then what do i do then perhaps i can use my ears maybe she is wearing glass bangles and they make a clinking noise so i use the ear and maybe she is wearing flowers in the hair you know nice jasmine flowers so i can associate that fragrance with her you know and i can touch her 
I can say hello, how are you? I can pat her on the back. So these are the ways I'm relating, you know, through the sense organs which are connected to and which reveal the objects. So between the pramata knower, that is myself, and the object to be known, and the object to be known here is the mind-body-sense complex of the mother in the example. Between that, what is there? What is the bridge between pramata knower and prameya known? And the bridge is what? Pramanam. A means of knowledge is the bridge. So the pramata, the knower, operates various means of knowledge in the what is called Jagrad Avastha and brings to light various things. So the Purva Pakshi asks, why will there be a, you know, Manomayata, why will there be a mental formation of that, you know, said Vastu? Because if that Vastu is available for the means of knowledge, then the knowledge we saw earlier is as true as the object. If I say, look at this mango and I am showing the, you a pair of glasses, you know, it is, not, it is not correct. Why? Because when you see the object immediately, this is a pair of glasses, perception takes place. Correct? And so therefore, we have to, you know, so uh, the Purva Pakshi's contention here is what, is that, you know, that, that mental formation, it might be there in subjective states like daydreaming, imagination, memory, and uh, what else, swapna, or a mistake, branti. But how can it be there in the waking state when you yourself as the Vedantin is telling me that knowledge is produced by contact with the object via the sense organs or, or any other means of knowledge? And so, the Swami Vidyaranya uh, understands one thing. What does he understand? That the Purva Pakshi has not understood anything. <laughs> that is what Swami Vidyaranya understands. That this Purva Pakshi is, is, is uh, got an empty head, has, has uh, picked up some Vedantic lingo, Mana, Meya, etc., Pramata. But, obviously, he is not understanding how the process of cognition takes place. So Swami Vidyaranya's tactic now to silence or to explain the doubt, to, to silence the doubt or to resolve the doubt of the Purva Pakshi is to take a uh, look, a deep look, a long look into how does Vedanta Shastra talk about the, uh, you know, the cognition of objects. So, in other words, he answers the very tricky, sticky question. Is the cognition of objects objective? Very interesting question. So, am I able to cognize the object objectively or is some subjectivity already built into the cognizing of objects which are external, which can be objectified by me? And so what does he do? He, he agrees with the Purva Pakshi to just to disarm him a little bit. So what does he say? He says in verse number 27, Badham means 
no problem yes and so we'll chant the verse and see badham mane tumhe yena yogatsya dvishaya kritihi bhashya vartika karabhyam ayam artha udiritaha so badham badham means yes that's correct you know what is correct mane in the matter of in uh, something an object coming to you know light mane in the ma- manner of in the matter of pramana tu neyena yoga yogat vishaya kritihi syat neyena yogat tu mane vishaya kritihi syat you know so he says meyena yogat you know mane so in the pramana the you know in the means of knowledge deployed by the pramata the knower what happens there is an association with that which is known and the mind ha so as the external world is cognized and in the process of the external world being cognized it is at the same time giving birth to an internal world what 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 <laughs> this is you know this will become clearer in the next three verses uh, but for now just you know just see this you know like for example you know in the waking state corresponding to the the objects perceived outside there is a parallel universe created which is the response to those objects in other words when i objectify an object then what happens the subjective you know component is already reacting to the object so the subjective component is very much part of the objectification of the object and which subjective component comes up for each person is according to their you know according to their karma raga dvesha etc mane tu meyena yogat so pramana mane means you know the mind which is deploying the pramana and the sense organs are all associated with the object which is meya so vishaya kritihi stasyat and once that external object enters the mind you know what happens that there is also a corresponding internal object and and you may have left the external object but the internal object continues like the story you know the story that is told of the two young monks there is a story told two young monks were um, walking uh by the river side and then you know what happened uh, this uh, they came upon a they came upon a woman who needed to cross the river and the first monk said no we have i have taken a vow of monasticism i cannot help you and the young woman said but please i really need to get to the other side and the other monk having compassion picked her up and then crossed the river with her and put her down on the other side and both started to walk so for 45 minutes the first monk kept on saying how could you do this how could you do that you know 
How can you do this? And you have taken a vow of monasticism. You are bringing down the whole parampara. How can you do this? Why did you do this? And now you have broken your vow of monasticism. Don't you see that you should not touch women even if they are in need for help? You have, you know, you are not, uh, no longer a brahmachari like this. He kept on, you know, deriding him. He kept on deriding him. And then 45 minutes later, the, the, the first monk listened quietly. And 45 minutes later, the first monk said, My dear fellow, my brother, I left her down on the other side of the shore 45 minutes ago. It looks like you are still carrying her. <laughs> you know, that is the whole idea that you may leave the object physically, but it is still carried mentally depending upon your le level of privatization of the object. Very interesting. And so, manetu meyena yoga. So, what happens is that when the, at once the enter external object which is cognized, you know, cannot be cognized without it entering the mind. So, even before it's cognized, the mind already has an impression of it. And, and then it goes out to check whether the impression of the mind is connect, is correct by going, the, so the mind or uh, knowledge, that knowledge, you know, which is, which is that consciousness as though goes out through the eyes, ears, etc. and objectifies the external object and brings it back to the mind where it is compared to what took place, what was already there. It is compared and then that's how cognition takes place. And this is something that the um, you know, that the uh, Swami Vidyaradha <coughs> wants to school him, you know, school the Purva Pakshi to show how does, you know, how does cognition take uh, take place. Vadam manetu meyena yogat, manet meyena tu yogat syat vishaya kritihi. So the cognition of, you know, forms, Vishayakritihi syat, how manetu megena yogat. So, you know, in, in reference to this means of knowledge, the association of the mind along with that which is to be discovered or objectified, you cannot deny. And then further, Swami Vidyaranya, seeing the tenacity of the Purva Pakshi out to get him, says, This, I am not saying this. <laughs> Bhashya vartika karabhyam ayam arthaha udiritaha. So this is Bhashya kara, the one, you know, the one who, um, you know, who excels in Bhashya. Bhashya kara means what? Adishankara. And then vartika kara means Sureshwara. This is, this is what the whole thing is, you know. Vartika kara means Sureshwara. And Bhashya kara means the, uh, what is that, you know? Adi Shankara, because Adi Shankara wrote so many bhashyas and was good at them and uh, Sureshwara Acharya wrote what is called Vartikas. So bhashya means, you know, a certain com kind of a commentary and uh, the, you know, so that's, that's what it is. In fact, all of these have some rules. You can't just write something and call it bhashya. Sutrartho varnyate yatra padaihi sutranusari bhihi Svapadanicha varnyante 
भाष्यम भाष्य विदो विदु दैट इज कॉल्ड भाष्या बाय पीपल हु आर एक्सपर्ट्स इन भाष्या व्हाट सूत्रार्थ है वर्ण्यते यत्र द मीनिंग ऑफ सूत्रा हियर डजंट मीन ब्रह्मसूत्रा पाणिनीयन सूत्रा सूत्रा मींस द मूला द मेन सोर्स व्हेन द मेन सोर्स इज डिस्क्राइब्ड पदैहि सूत्रानुसारिभि मीनिंग दैट द source is described word for word without and leaving anything uh, you know out and in order you can't just skip things you have to just repeat that and then explain and then you have to also explain your own words if you use difficult compounds swapadani cha varnyante bhashyam bhashyakaro bhashyam you know bhashya bhashya vidho viduhu so this is the definition of bhashya and vartika also has a definition you know uktanukta duruktanam chinta yatra pravartate uktanukta duruktanam chinta yatra pravartate tam grantham vartikam prahu vartika gnya vichakshanaha vichakshanaha so the vartika is a small commentary a kind of a commentary and what is its uh, claim to fame uktam anuktam duruktam it deals with three kinds of things it deals with what has been said and then anuktam whatever the main source book like upanishad etc whatever it doesn't say also it kind of fills in the blank what the vartika this commentary called the vartika durukta abhyam durukti means doesn't mean badly said but uh, you know uh, where it is not uh, spashta it is not clear it is not clearly said and the upanishad has a habit of saying things in what small prissy pithy forms you know like uh, like twitter tweet upanishad was the original tweet and uh, so that is basically uh, what it was and so small small very short ways a lot of profound profound things are you know talked about and the job of the vartikakara is to is to you know is to fill in the blanks and also clarify what is not fully clear tam grantham any kind of a commentary or manuscript doing that vartikam prahu this is a vartika so say vartika gnaha those who know vartika and vichakshanaha those who are very erudite clever so now you know he takes recourse to sutrakara sorry bhashyakara and vartikakara Uh, so because he wants to that is the nice thing about vedanta if somebody comes and starts to spar with you you don't have to take it personally you take it out of yourself you don't say i am saying this you just say upanishad is saying this look this this very you know what is that revered gurus in the tradition are saying this and so he gives examples from two texts belonging to um, Adi Shankara and uh, Sureshwara. So the first, uh, you know, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine, I think, yeah, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine are from a text called the Upadesha Sahasri. She who is in the form of a thousand-fold teachings. 
so it has uh, as you can imagine it has a thousand verses and adi shankara is the author of upadesha sahasri a very nice text actually wonderful text in fact you can it is one of those texts that you can read anywhere you can start anywhere and you can end anywhere because it's all so profound each verse is for nididhyasanam purposes a very advanced text and a wonderful text so this upadesha sahasri you know is the is the one that is uh, you know that is uh, he is quoting verbatim in verses 28 and 29 and then he quotes from sureshwara's text called manasollasa manasa ullasa meaning the, the the delight of the mind and then manasollasa which is the name for a vartika a commentary on uh, this one what is that called dakshinamurti uh, stotram so to adi shankaracharya's dakshinamurti stotram sureshwara has written a commentary and that is called manasollasa it is just wonderful it's a really nice commentary it's worth studying along with the dakshinamurti stotram you know uh, it is worth studying it is worth studying that and at some point you know we should do that it's just so beautiful so he quotes from these two so verse 27 and 28 are from upadesha sahasri chapter 14 verse 3 and 4 respectively so he hasn't summarized it he quotes from it verbatim mushasiktam yathatamram tannibham jayate tatha rupadin vyapnuvat एग्जाम्पल हियर हु यू नो आदि शंकरा वया और बोरोइंग फ्रॉम Uh, uh you know vidyaranya borrowing from adi shankara gives an example so this is adi shankara's verse and adi shankara's example is quoted here musha musha means mold musha siktam siktam means poured poured into a mold yatha just as tamram copper what kind of copper small smelted copper small you know molten copper or smelted copper every other thing melts but when you talk about metal you have to add an s and say smelt yeah so this smelted copper molten copper hot hot copper which is in a liquid form you know is taken in a big ladle you know and the ladle has to be of strong metal so that otherwise it should not go in and also become liquid very interesting so that is somehow taken in a strong ladle and then poured into the mold let's say it's of a krishna figurine the mold and so the copper is falling 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 and then after it cools you shake it out and then out comes a brass krishna you know deity idol so like this you know this is a very interesting and it hits home it's a very practical example 
and so the practical example really hits close to home because it's very visualizable and relatable so mosha siktam yatha tamram you know so just la, just as yatha you know mosha siktam tamram you know tam tannibham jayate just like a molten copper poured into a mold becomes just like it what is it now the mold so to tatha rupadin vyapnuvat chittam tatha in the same manner you know the the mind the antakarana you know hugging or pervading the name and form and everything dhruvam tannibham jayate dhruvam means certainly takes on those very forms very interesting so what does what does adi shankara mean by this we know the meaning of the words but what does he mean by this very interesting he he says you know here he compares the mind to the the mind is the mortal molten metal and the object perceived is the mold so when you pour the liquid metal into the mold it the that metal liquid metal takes on the form of whatever shape the mold is in correct and so to the mind as it were travels to the object see this is very interesting than the western perception of how cognition takes place in the western perception we assume generally contemporary perception that then object is lit up and the object is brought to light by the light of the sun or the you know fluorescent light whatever you have and then the object is then you know brought and the light travels to the eyes and the eyes make the object uh, object the, sorry the eyes make the object existent by visualizing the object or rather by objectifying the object but not so the ancient sages the ancient ones have a very different and a very pertinent way of looking at how cognition takes place you know think about it like for example i say the word pot you don't know which pot i'm referring to i only said pot but all the people in the room in the online classroom now in your minds there is what there is a uh, uh, there is just pot 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 various pots was a one person saw small pot one person saw big pot one person saw medium size pot and one person saw gold pot metal pot clay pot and then finally one person saw pot belly <laughs> because the word pot is there ha huh? so you you see how it is because all i had to say was pot you don't know what pot i'm going to show you don't know whether it's a glazed pot or a clay pot i just said pot and already the a akara in the mind has already formed you see this is the mental pot before the the even spying you know the children have a game i spy with my own eyes a pot <laughs> you know here you haven't spied with your own eyes the pot the pot is yet to be spied the pot is you have yet to clap your eyes on the pot already the mind has a image of the pot correct very interesting so the mental image which is a temporary image you know like a 
provisional image of the pot is already formed in the mind based on memory knowledge desire you know recollection raga dvesha these are the ingredients for the mental pot the mental pot is 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 formed through memory raga dvesha and the desire to own the pot perhaps especially if it's made of gold or precious stones and then you know and and the knowledge of what a pot looks like all these go into making the image of a mental pot even before the pot is set eyes on then what happens is that that consciousness that limitless consciousness as though goes through the eyes the ears etc to objectify that particular pot which is shown so in the mind a, a, a specific pot lighted up how that was a mental pot through sakshi chaitanya meaning through the you know how how was this mental pot objectified by the sakshi pratyaksha by the witness consciousness oh yeah i see this pot it is a blue pot why because blue is my favorite color this is all cognized internally through sakshitvam through being a witness and then you know you can't just settle for that you want to know that this is the correct pot that you have seen and the pot that the speaker is referring to is one and the same now what happens see this you know so beautiful so this consciousness which is now you know pervading the mind also pervades the eyes and goes out through the eyes ears etc wraps uh, the sense organs wrap themselves around the pot and take on the form of that external pot ah just like the molten copper takes on the form of the mold very interesting and so this this taking on the form of the pot is called vishayakritihi you know this is what in the thing is called vishayakritihi and then in technical par- parlance it is called vritti vyapti vritti meaning a vritti a thought from the mind has gone and just morphed itself morphed itself into the object that it is going to reveal so uh, this is called vishayakara 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 vritti yeah so vishaya means ob- sense object and then akara form vritti a thought form that takes on the shape of the sense or object of the object that is that is waiting to be objectified so you see then that information about that object is brought into the mind brought back to the mind and then the mind makes a few corrections oh i thought of blue pot you know why because i always love blue color but actually the pot was yellow <laughs> correct there is a discrepancy in the observed pot and in the pot thought and then that discrepancy is created uh, sorry corrected by which mechanism is called you know phala vyapti so vishayakara vritti does what is called vritti vyapti 
vritti vyapti means uh, it uh, uh, the, the the thought that engulfs the pot you know vyapti and then phala vyapti you know and we saw this in the dakshinamurti stotram nana chidra ghato darasthita maha deepa prabha bhaswaram jnanam yasya tu चक्षुरादिकरणद्वारापंदते जानामी तमे भातीत जगत तस्म श्रीगुरमूर्त नमदम श्रीदक्षिणा मूर्त सो जस्ट लाइक हाउ यु नो यु हेव ए लैंप एंड एन अर्दन globe on it and the globe has a few holes in the shape of star sun moon and little animals dog kitty doggy kitty this is to entertain the children and then they just put it there and then they give it a little spin they give the lamp a little gentle spin and then you know they cover the light as it were and then the various shapes take you know this thing uh, illuminate the dark room the wall on this wall the child can say moon rabbit cat sun star how many how many lights only one light one light of consciousness you know as it were take first it takes the form of the sense organs the star shaped light goes go ensues forth as it were and so so to this cons- consciousness in the form of sight goes out through the eyes in the form of hearing the power of hearing goes out through the ears etc and then grasp that object like even you know the blind people feeling an elephant to make sure that whatever was born here is the same there that match has to be there so that which is you know that which is already produced pot akara vritti you know is what is this is called vishayakara vritti and then what this vritti you know goes out and gets information about the pot and then it it brings me back this information and the ahankara says i am the knower of this pot i know this pot ha huh? so this is how the cognition takes place and why are we going into this explanation because the purva pakshi feels that there is no you know there is no place for subjectivity in the cognition during the waking state so since the purva pakshi feels that and the uh, uh, the purva pakshi you know is uh, is is told that you know that let us just take, take a step back and see how cognition takes place yeah kutastha dipa slightly different uh, you know slightly different metaphor so you have a sunlit wall and on the sunlit wall you play with a mirror so you make the mirror have the sun and then uh, and play with the mirror so that the mirror also lights up the wall uh, that is the whole idea so but here you know in the uh, in the dakshinamurti stotra that example is you know is much uh, is, is much more relevant here because of this you know the knowledge of i that i in the form of that conscious consciousness 
going out through the eyes, ears, etc., and bringing back information, matching that information with the object, and then I say, I know, I know part. And obviously, to, for this illustration, a very, you know, mm, harmless example is given. Harmless means an objective example about which people cannot have a lot of, you know, uh, whatever feelings. But imagine if the, you know, if you have a, you know, if the, the teenager says, for example, look, you know, look at what I'm wearing. And immediately the mind assumes, because the mind assumes whatever it wants to assume. The teenager or the young adult is wearing what you gave the, them for their birthday. So you are very, very happy. <laughs> then you go, do you go to the next room to, to do this, uh, you know, to do these vyaptis, vishayakara <laughs> vritti goes out and does vishaya vyapti and phala vyapti. So then, you know, it takes on the form of the teenager, the eyes go out and, you know, there is a shock. <laughs> a shock is produced, you know. They are not, not only are they not wearing what you gave them, in fact, they are hardly wearing any fabric at all. All cut out and, you know, all these things, whatever, some kind of, you know, uh, moustaches coming out, beard, the the, the, the t-shirt has beards, some kind of fringes and then the, the jeans are very holy, Om Namah Shivaya jeans. Why? Because they have more holes than fabric and they cost more than the ones that are all fabric because you have to do some special things to make them look frayed. Forget the jeans being frayed. You are frayed. <laughs> you are afraid <laughs> and frayed both. And what happened here? What happened is that, you know, your expectation that, oh, I gave this fellow or this daughter, this girl, I gave a nice something for her or his birthday and then maybe they are wearing that. Let, let me go and see. You know, they are trying to make me happy and wearing that. And so, first disappointment no, they ain't wearing that and they are never going to wear that in a thousand years, at least not in front of you. They may wear it elsewhere, but they won't wear it in front of you. So that is the first shock, disappointment that what I assumed is not correct and the second one is what? What they are wearing is enough to, what should I say, curdle the uh, lunch of the previous generation. Because the previous generation did not have this fashion. So this is a generation gap moment. And then immediately irritation or sadness occurs. Why? Because, you know, you see the, the, the child here, the young adult, as an extension of yourself. You see, that is where the whole identification business comes in. And so, has is it true that the, the, the mana, the pramana has not worked properly. Of course it has worked properly. It has corrected the vision, you know, by dismissing first that they are not wearing what you thought they are wearing and secondly what they are wearing is, 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 is nothing you have ever seen. And so then where, how did the sorrow arise? How did the irritation arise? Irritation and perhaps sorrow arose because what is in the head 
that picture of the teenager wearing what I gave for the birthday is very dear to me. Even when I am confronted with the opposing evidence, I am not able to give up that picture. Ah. But in uh, innocuous things like pot and you know color of the flower, neutral things, inanimate things, you know, I am able to correct the impression. Sometimes if the person is too proud or narcissistic, they will not correct that either. Everything becomes a matter of being right and contentious. No, no, you are wrong. It's not yellow. It is green. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you didn't say yellow. You didn't say uh, green at first. You said yellow. No, you must not have heard properly. You see, because there is a reputation. The ahankara gets into this ninja apasmara mode. You see, this is how it is. So, for some people who are confrontational, narcissistic, too proud to admit, uh, you know, they never say they are sorry or they ha they had a misperception. For them, everything is a, uh, what is that called, is a prestige, uh, you know, issue. And then, so what happens? They will, they will argue that they were right all along. But for the rest of us, for the rest of the people, yes, misperception takes place because obviously I had an assumption and it is Vabhavika. This is what the, you know, this is what the example of a molten copper going into a mold. It will not just go on one side, it will just fill up the whole mold and take on the form of the mold. So it is very habitual for the mind to take on the form of the object. And before the information is brought back, that object is, if it is a known object from previous Smriti, you know, uh, over that, even before I see the object anew, I already have superimposed a certain understanding. And especially if it's a person, and if it's a person close to me, I am unable to accept the what what that corrected view that the mind has brought the information brought by the means of the knowledge eyes ears anumana etc i'm not able to accept that is why there is a there is a disharmony between the vishayakara vritti and this vishaya vyapti which is the taking on the form of the object and bringing the information back phala vyapti Halavyapti means pervading, you know, coming to the conclusion, I know this to be true. I may know something to be true, but that doesn't mean the mind accepts it. That is what is Jiva Srishti. Do you get that now? Yeah, that is what is Jiva Srishti. And then, uh, so, now, this is the first example from Upadesha Sahasri, chapter 14, verse number 3. If for those who are interested in looking it up, you know, if you look it up, you will find the exact same things because he has not summarized it. He has given it verbatim because he, he already told us he is going to quote this. He gives another example. This is also from the Upadesha Sahasri verbatim quote uh, 14, 3, 4. So chapter 14, the very next verse, uh, uh, fourth verse. Sarvartha 
अर्थाकार प्रदृश्यते व्यंजको वोको व्यंग्यस्याकारताजकवाधी अर्थाकार प्रदृश्यते व्यंजक फ्रॉम व्यज टू मैनिफेस्ट टू रिवील व्यज टू रिवील सो व्यंजक मीन्स द रिवीलर व्यंजक अथवा मीन्स वा मीन्स और अनदर एग्जाम्पल वी टेक वन एग्जाम्पल वॉज दट मूषा सिक्तम यथा ताम्रम वी सो दट एंड देन द सेकेंड वन इज व्यज यू नो एंड व्यंजक द वन हु रिवील्स हु इज द वन हु रिवील्स द सन हियर इज द एग्जाम्पल व्यंजक वा आलोक आलोक सन the one that lights up things so this revealer called the sun vyangyasya aakaratam iyat takes on the form of that which is to be revealed it covers the form that is to be revealed it lights up the form by what illumining the form how does it illumining the form it pervades the whole form to reveal the form that is the idea because if if there is a chair sitting in the sun and and you see the chair because the sunlight is falling on the chair and then the sunlight is not on the handle of the chair or on the back of the chair on the leg of the chair on the seat of the chair it is everywhere so the sunlight lights up the whole chair and brings it to light pervades the entire chair and likewise you know dhihi dhihi means the divritti vishayakara vritti in the buddhi in the mind sarvarthaka vyanjakatvat because unlike the sun it is not just revealing a few things in fact that buddhi even uh, reveals the sun yeah yascha yaschayam purushe yaschasavadityate sa ekah that which reveals the sun that which reveals this all the beings it is one one indivisible indivisible consciousness this one consciousness alone is the revealer of even the sun so the sun pales in front of this light of knowledge this consciousness this i and what does it do because it is the revealer of everything unlike the sun which is revealing some object in the jagat here the dhi sarvarthaka vyanjakatva dhihi what happens arthakara pradrishyate pradrishyate means reveals you know reveals arthakara reveal assuming the form of the objects reveals the objects so reveals the objects how you know with the help of the mind and the sense organs the sense organs cannot have vishayakara vritti by themselves you know, the sense organs cannot have vritti vyapti or phala vyapti by themselves when the sense organ goes to when the light of consciousness goes via the sense organs to objectify a pot for example the mind has also gone <laughs> 
and we saw how the mind already has a a part idea and the sense objects the sense organs bring back the information to the mind which the mind is free to either let go of the earlier you know impression correct the earlier impression or be in the mode of denial or non acceptance and so what do these two uh, you know what do these two verses show these two verses show that in the production of knowledge of the objects the mind has a very important role to play yeah very important role to play you know so like for example in the previous verse the molten copper is the mind and the mold is the object to be known and the mind goes and encompasses the object that is the whole idea and then and therefore you know we we can say the world is a projection you know uh, of ishvara as much as the jagat is a projection of one's own mind so that is basically what the whole thing is and so and in the next verse you know the sun the rays of sunlight you know it is the uh, we have that a um, little more subtle example so this revealer called the sun what does the sun do the sun is the ahankara you know the sunlight and then what happens and the cognition is the object represented you know taking on the form of that which is to be known and the cognition which is the mind or the ahankara takes the with the help of the dhi buddhi takes the takes the form of the object that is to be revealed so without the mind no cognition can take place but the mind is not a you know static entity it is a, also a dynamic entity it has other uh, jobs than just to cognize the objects it cognizes the object also but it also is it's not a clean state slate it comes along with various you know various uh, you know impressions samskaras raga dvesha fear sorrow personality so the mind personalizes the object in the process of revealing it so it is true that the object is as good as you know that the means of knowledge reveals the object objectively yes but because the mind has a role in it that along with the object revelation the subjective aspect of the subject the in relation to the object is also revealed so not only do i reveal the object using the consciousness through the you know through the means of knowing i also what do i do i also you know take on you know have some ideas about the object simultaneously as the object is being revealed the ideas in connection to the object is also are also revealed very interesting and so this process of cognition is given here you know and this is called vritti vyapti and phala vyapti because this is there in viveka chudamani and all we have we, we see this in uh, in this uh, in in such texts so now verse 30 we will we'll just uh, you know complete this because it is very it is very similar Ka, you know is from uh, what is that called uh, 
Manasol Lasa, the commentary to, uh, to verse number 3, um, Dakshinamurti Stotram by Suresh Varacharya, and here he has not quoted it ver verbatim. I will uh, chant the verse from Manasol Lasa, and then we will see it actually means the same thing. He has put it in a little more sophisticated, whatever, you know, fancy way. Janamitye vayadnyanam bhavanavishya vartate jnatam meyeti tat paschat vivishram yatyantaratmani So janami iti eva janami that knowledge which enters into an object producing the understanding I know this part for example you know how does it how is it born it is born by uh, surrounding the part it is born by the knowledge in the form of the eyes going and surrounding the part and then jnatam maya iti this is known by me tat paschat what happens? Vishramati rests. Antaratmani. This is known by me is Phalavyapti. The first line is what is called Vrittivyapti. Vrittivyapti means the process by which the light of consciousness goes and surrounds the objects of knowledge through the eyes, ears, etc. Phalavyapti means I, I, I know this object. I know this object. So the revelation belongs to the eye, not to the object. You see? Yeah, so the revelation is in the hands of the subject. And in the process of revealing the object, the subject fills it with, you know, uh, with its own, what's its name, you know, impressions. It is not outside of those impressions. So, just to summarize, I mean, there's not, nothing much else to say about this, you know, because we've seen in the Dakshinamurti Stotram, we saw this at length, how this cognition takes place. So, we'll just summarize this, you know, the steps involved in co cognition. So, the, uh, you know, so the, the first one is what? So, there is a, there is a, uh, you know, there is an object to be known, number one. Number two, the mind or the buddhi becomes a conduit to know this object. Number three, that, you know, that light of consciousness that pervades the, this mind or is as though conditioned by this mind, this all-pervasive consciousness, all knowledge is conceived of as a light and it pervades the mind and now the mind takes on the status I am the knower, Pramata. <laughs> I am the knower. It takes on the status of the knower. And then what happens? You know, the uh, the mind cannot, you know, look at uh, anything. The mind is not able to look at anything by itself. So therefore, it rides on the coattails of this all-pervasive consciousness which as though goes out and envelops the object. Yeah, it envelops the object. And then what? And then it encircles the object takes by taking on its form 
and then brings it brings the information back to the mind and as soon as the mind takes on the form of the object this and brings it back this is what is called cognition and this is what is being talked about in verse number 30 let us see that because i talked to you about where it is from now let us see the verse 30 itself मातुर्मापत्ति निष्पन्न मेयमेति तेयासंगत तेयाभ्यते मातु मीन्स फ्रॉम द नोवर देपत्ति दैट यु नो that uh, mana abhinishpatti he means this pramana this light of consciousness taking on the form of the knower or the taking of on the form of the means of knowledge is born and then nishpannam meyameti tat and you know this light of consciousness taking on the taking a ride through the uh, sight hearing etc it proceeds towards the object मेय अभिसंगता मीनिंग इट कम्स इन कॉन्टैक्ट विथ ऑब्जेक्ट एंड देन वॉट मेयाभत्व प्रपद्यते इट बिकम्स द वेरी फॉर्म ऑफ दट ऑब्जेक्ट इट अस्यूम्स द फॉर्म ऑफ द ऑब्जेक्ट एंड देन देन इट टेक्स दैट इन्फॉर्मेशन ऑफ दैट फॉर्म अप क्लोज एंड पर्सनल इट टेक्स द इन्फॉर्मेशन बैक टू द माइंड एंड देन then we say phala vyapti the cognition is born happy birthday cognition <laughs> this is how the cognition is born a very involved explanation but nonetheless you know uh, you know a, a very important to know this because without knowing this we also will be asking questions like the purva pakshi without understanding what this is all about or how cognition takes place we are not understanding and so we can you know that is why he goes into this great detail of how cognition takes place and we'll have a few more things to say see about this we'll see it in the uh, you know in the uh, in the evening class om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादागपूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम